All right, um, uh, this is uh, part two. We are getting into a continuation of uh, um, dating. It's all about dating. And dating. there were, yeah. So there was a lot that we didn't discuss um, in, the, in the part one episode of dating or something like that um <laughs> love that yeah <laughs> so so um um yeah where do i where do i uh where do i start so there there's a couple of go ahead what do you think was there anything else you wanted to add what 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 else can we add to this dating we left off i think on profiles um and uh because we really didn't get into like actual dating and the people we've dated but we talked about our preferences we talked about profiles um and the kind of person we want to portray ourselves as now than how we used to in the past and how we've evolved um and how our profiles evolved as well uh so you're currently dating someone right now uh how long has your relationship has been this current relationship eight months eight months it's uh really actually yeah i know you it seems like time flies right no no that's so funny it feels like it's been a year i don't know uh, why it's it hasn't it just uh we've uh the circumstances under which everything happened was very fast um yeah. faster than than I normally and it's funny it, it it always happens in that way when you're like you know what I've learned a lot and I don't really feel like this is a good time for me to rush into anything <laughs> and the second you say that the second you said it's like it's exactly like the opposite though when people say oh you find somebody when you're what when you're least looking when you're least expecting it uh, when you're least interested in that thing, that is exactly what you find. And that is, in a lot of ways, what, what happened. Uh, the reason I, I was kind of laughing earlier when you said the, the title that you gave this episode, Dating or Something Like It, I guess what I really enjoyed about that title is when you think about it, what dating is nothing more than, than courting. It's, it's the courtship period of what is supposed to lead to something else. And courting throughout the years has changed so much, you know, uh, you know, from calling, calling upon someone's daughter to sending a dick pic, you know, it's like uh, the, the, the terms and the boundaries of, of dating uh, have evolved and devolved. We could say they've evolved, but it's, it's like, what, what did we talk about last episode? You said the magic. The magic was bullshit and that I'm not going to lie to you. I, I wanted to disagree with you so bad. And at the same but time, you I, can, 
You well, can disagree. You this, this is so. Let me just pause you there. I'm sorry. I, no, I have to fine. say this. Just because we are friends and we've been friends for what, like four, four years now, or something like that. Oh, it's um, been longer. <laughs> well, we, well, let's just let's just say a good four years. Um, but just because we're friends and there's a lot of things we agree on, the whole point of this podcast is for us to have that dynamic and for us to disagree with each other. Now, I understand that I'm not the most romantic person um, for whatever fucking reason, but just because I don't believe in the magic of L-O-V-E doesn't mean that you have to agree with me. So you need to point out the times where you feel like you disagree you know, because there's people out there that are going to be just like you, and there's going to be people out there that are just like me. So that's the whole point. We well, can't. We're not I one agree. person. I, that's the <laughs> thing, though. I, I, when you said the magic is gone, I knew exactly what you were talking about. But it, it's, um, it's just like what we were talking about. The idea of love changes as we get older, as we have a, a higher capacity. To, to understand things, to learn the difference between perception and reality, then we get a deeper understanding of what that word truly means, you know? Right. It changes dramatically when we become parents. Obviously, we're talking about romantic love this time, but you can't deny the fact that becoming a parent adds a new dynamic to the way that you perceive oh, yeah. love, even romantic love, you know, what oh, you yeah, seek totally. in a partner. Uh, as far as the magic being bullshit, it, you're, it, you're coming in clear on that because... That's that's fantasy indulging, you know, and and a lot of that, at least for me in the past, meant that I was focused more on that. I was paying more attention to that because the reality was hard to deal with. The reality wasn't as pretty as the fantasy. And I agree with you there. That is straight bullshit. What I'm talking about is finding the magic in the reality, you know, finding yes. the and I don't know if this has ever happened to you because I, I, I can admit that I am a total hopeless romantic. And I know that a lot of that has to do with my love addiction. I am fully aware that it's all wrapped into that, but it, it's uh, I've had moments in my life that uh, I know this is going to sound like a trashy romance novel. I'm fully aware of it, but I, it's real. You know, when I when I express myself to the person that I'm with, uh, to the person that I love, I speak from a, a very deep place. I express my love very freely. Uh, but there's been moments in my life that I don't know this has ever happened to you. You're in a room full of people or, or in a crowded place and you you kiss that person. And what? You're in what? that place. You're in a place. You're huh? in a crowd. This has ever happened to you. You're in a crowded place, uh, whether okay. it's a bar or outside or whatever, and there's multiple people around, and you're with mm -hmm. the person, and the chemistry is high, oh, okay. and the emotion is high, and everything is high. And in that perfect moment, when you and you and that person come together and you kiss involuntarily, without explanation, everything disappears, and it's just you. And that person in that moment, frozen perfectly. Has that ever happened to you? Um, 
Yes and no. I, I know what you're okay. So that feeling that you're talking about, I completely understand and relate to. Um, but as far as it being a crowded room and happening involuntarily, um, it hasn't happened a lot with me because I'm very, it's kind of hard for you to believe because you know me, but I'm not all for PDA like that. Um, really? I've only been like that if I'm like really drunk and wasted. Um wow. But that feeling that you're talking about where you kiss someone and there are people around and it's it's just you and that person. Anytime I kiss someone, I don't even have to be in love with them. Yeah, anytime uh, I've kissed someone, it's the magic happens there for me, you know? So, yeah. So uh, for me kissing is is the ultimate in a relationship for me as far as physical romance since we're talking about romance kissing for me is that um there's nothing else that can compare to that for me as far as physical intimacy um but yeah that feeling of the whole world doesn't exist and it's just you and that person that happens every time i kiss someone especially if I'm in love with them, of course. But um, but as far as it being a crowded room and always doing that, like where it happens, that I, I can't relate to that because I just, with PDA, I kind of, I don't care that other people do it. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, but. Why, why are you <laughs> not inclined to just say curiosity? I think, um, I think it's a private, it's what it is. Okay. So remember, I just said a little while ago that physical, uh, for me, the utmost like top tier physical thing you can have with a partner is kissing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, th that to me is more than sex. So like I can see two people, just to give you a really crazy example. I can see two people having sex and it being like, okay, they're just having sex. Whereas if I see two people kissing in public, like actually tongue kissing, for me, that's too private. Is that what? Wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. Because kissing for me is, is very intimate. It's the ultimate. So for me, I'm not a good person to ask these things, but... No, 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 no. You're a great person to ask these things. Absolutely. Yeah, and you all want a different perspective. Yeah, a PDA is just like... I just... I don't want to see people kissing. You know what I mean? <laughs> I really don't. Oh, wow. I, I, I got to like, tell I, you. I can, I can watch people have sex all day, but kissing is too personal for me. It's like, oh, let's not it's... go there. I'll take it it's all. It's so funny. I'll take it all. And, and you know what? I get a charge though. I get a charge because I am I am one of those nauseating people. Uh if I have great chemistry with a person uh and I I love the person and for me it's not it's like I want it. If I want it, I don't care who's around. 
Do you want people? Do you get off with people no, watching? No, it has nothing to do with them. I don't give a shit about them. Are you them. sure? Absolutely. You know why? Because whether they're there or not, I do it. When I'm in private, I do it. When I'm in public, I do it. I don't shy away from it. If I, me doing it has nothing to do with who's around. It has to do with me seeing that person and having a genuine desire to do it. Will right. I moderate myself to a certain extent? Absolutely. You know, really? there's no, yeah, I know, absolutely. <laughs> you know, if there's nobody around, I'm going to turn into an octopus. All eight tentacles I mean, are going to be I everywhere. I mean, I've, I've seen you being an octopus in public when I was there witnessing it. And I wanted to turn around and be like, God, that's fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I've seen you in action. So you're like that from my perspective I think you're like that regardless, um, but it's good to know that you're not doing it because people are there because I, I never, I didn't know if that was a thing for you. For uh, there's, there are people out there that get off on, on PDA watching other yeah. people, you know, but. Well, okay. And just so you know, you've seen me in action publicly. Yes. You have, with you a, a lot of people it. around. You can't gauge what it's, what I'm like privately. And I promise you, whatever you see publicly, when it's private, it's I'm, I'll go further, you know, because there's nobody around. I mean, the truth is, I don't like advertising too much. You know, I don't like that. You know, I, the thing is, you're more I, than average, though. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? The, that's the crazy part <laughs> about the person that I'm with, because it's, I've been in, a, in past relationships where. I wanted to express myself. I wanted to to be intimate. I wanted to tell this person and to show this person and to kiss this person, and I and I couldn't. I couldn't I... because because they didn't want me to because they were like, uh, Ew. you know, yeah. It's it was. Uh, I I, I want to tell you it was very difficult for me. I it was incompatibility. Absolutely, but my codependency was greater than my desire to be myself. So that was right. that and yeah. and i learned from it but now because of that uh my current girlfriend she's just no issues with me expressing myself in that sense because she's in a lot of ways that way herself you're compatible extremely extremely yeah. um in, in that sense the level of chemistry uh that i have with her is something that I can more than likely say I don't think I've ever been with a person who's as affectionate publicly as her or I, I remember at the beginning I would ask her hey is this okay because I would I would you know come up behind her and I put my arms around her and in the past I you know I, I would sometimes met with you know hey you know we're here or hey you're a little too close or you're, you know, it, everybody's different. So I wanted to be respectful. Right. I wanted to gauge her. But as I did it, you can tell when a person is either put off or whether they're like, yes. You know, when, a, when you hug a person and they hug you back, you can instantly tell what's happening. And I did, me being me, I needed that reassurance. And I asked her, yeah. is this okay? And she said, no, it's not okay. It's great. It, it's reassuring, but yes. I will point this out. It's very, very cool that you're able to ask for consent first. Is this okay? 
Um, and then she came back with, it's more than okay. And, and then she reciprocated that to you. Um, so you have that chemistry, you know, that compatibility that a lot of people don't. I've experienced that too, as far as PDA, like, um, of course, when we're younger, we're, it's like, that's what we assume, right? It's like, oh, we have to walk around. I think the most cringiest relationship thing that I see, and I, I've seen as a as a teenager, but you see adults doing it, and when you see adults doing it, it's so much fucking worse to me. Like I can't stand it uh, when either the female is behind the male and hugging him or the male is behind the female hugging her, but like they're not in one place, they're actually walking together like that. It's just so, <laughs> it's so possessive and gross. I don't wanna see that shit, it's fucking gross. Like I, coming from an abusive relationship, it, it's like, it screams possessive and like, she can't even walk without this fucking gorilla motherfucker, like, you know, on her back. It's just, I, I yeah. can't, like, yeah. I can't stand that shit. And guess um, what? Guess what? I don't just have to guess. like that. You I know, know you it. love that. I know you love you that. But see, but see, that's the thing. Like, you're, that's why it's so cool that we're talking about dating because you're very, I'm non-romantic in that sense. But like, you know, romance is different for everybody. But you're like, the perfect example of very very mushy romantic you know the notebook type of shit no oh no I, no 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 hold on not the notebook Ugh. i'm a more of a legends of the fall kind of guy wow okay fantasy wow. I'm shit. Just, I'm just, what no way legends of the fall was a great movie i thought it was a way more realistic love story based on how many times the characters fell in love and how the dynamic went up and down and throughout yeah. their lives it wasn't just oh we loved each other so much that we died together get out of yeah. here yeah yeah i hate I, I can't like romeo and juliet oh, uh that's the toxic. notebook that's... titanic every, every ryan gosling movie is just so like uh, yeah but yeah i i like it's cool that we're we think completely differently as far as romance go for me you could not okay hypothetically you meet a guy you and and he's into you he cares about you the man can't be around you without wanting to touch you you're telling me you've never experienced not only okay. have i not experienced that i don't like it i don't wow. i don't want to be to be touched all the time okay see like, there you go there you go Get, just, in private in private is completely different but like especially in public and it's not like a public humiliation thing or anything like that like i've been in a public eye since i was 13 so it's not that at all it's just what i feel comfortable with i don't need a guy touching me all the time um i will t i will say though because i was going to mention this with you and your girlfriend as well it seems like you and her have the same kind of love language, or at least if not the same kind of love, love language, you're able to give her uh, a provide for her, her love language, and she's able to provide for you in some sense, your love language. Um, so that that's another thing too, as far as compatibility. So for me, 
I think you and her, you'd satisfy each other as far as that goes. Um, you know, as far as affection goes, I actually don't like it. I, I don't need the person to be touching me. I'm not the kind of person that um, now at the age that I am, if I have a partner, I don't want to be interlock interlocking hands everywhere we go. We're not touching each other's hands or holding hands in the grocery store and when we're at a park. And I know we might do it on date nights when we feel romantic and we feel like now that being said if he reached out and held my hand at a grocery store or somewhere random i'm not going to tell him no you know that's what he needs and he's asking that for me i'm going to give it to him you what know? if it's too that's, much for you then not only should he know but i'm also going to be like i don't want to do this right now but i, I don't see myself telling the person i don't want to do this right now however i have done that in the past i don't like i will tell someone don't touch my face i don't want to be touched right now i i can get way too overly stimulated as far as that goes so because affection uh intimacy for me is not about touch affection and intimacy is not so much about touching it's more about having that intellectual relationship with the person and talking is more important to me. Texting is more important to me. Having that connection mentally with a person is more important to me than anything physical can give me. So that being said, of course, like I, I want, I want my boyfriend, ugh, even the word boyfriend. Um, I want my partner to, you know, show me that he's attracted to me, you know, grab me, uh, hold my hand, uh, hug me in public, you know, a, a nice peck in public, all of those things. Like, I think that's normal for us to have, you know, show affection like that. But I don't I, I don't want to be walking down the fucking aisle of the grocery store aisle and have this motherfucker you know mm. gorilla backing me and mm. shit like that's like ugh. Mm. like see it, here's the killer part about all this i get what you're saying like i can feel how uncomfortable you are as you're mm. looking at, at, at the you know at the aisle and you're looking for for ketchup and this dude's like on your neck you yeah, know he's know. like kissing your neck oh, and you're oh like, god dude, dude, can oh I, can god I, can i find the ketchup Fuck. before you stick your tongue in my ear ew that's yeah ugh. ew Ew, you heard gross. yourself? You said, ew, you want to hear something crazy? That's so gross. Crazy? Yes. I know you like that. No, 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 no. I don't like it. We like it because I'm not messing with you. What I've do you mean we like it? Her, my, my girl, like I could do this. She, she's literally looking at the thing. And then, you know, if I feel like it, guess what? I'm going to walk up to her and I'm going to stick my tongue in yeah. her ear. You know, and guess what? She's going to be like, <laughs> do it again, you know? Oh, exactly, exactly. So nasty. See, 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 that's the crazy part. Like two seconds ago, when I was telling you, you know, I couldn't be myself. You know, I would get that. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's too much. And and you were like, oh, what? Who does that? You know, because I get what you're saying. This is the person you're invested in. This is the person you love, and they're expressing love to you. Of course, you're yes. Not gonna I, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to be like back off unless we're having banter and we're like playing around which which I have, you know, and even in my marriage one thing that I I liked 
uh, a lot about our relationship is we were best, very, very much best friends, even though he wasn't as open, but we were best friends. So we used to play a lot, you know, so, so he would hide between aisles and then pop up in a corner and fucking grab me from, from the back and, or like, you know, randomly come up to me and court me as if like, you know, like, Hey baby, what, what's going on? Let me get your number. You know, when we were married, see, that's more romantic to me than a guy constantly coming up to me, licking me in my ear. And like, uh, that's like, no, but yeah, if he, if he grabbed my hand or if he, whatever, like uh, romance is different for everybody so for me it's more romantic to have a partner sneaking up on me and being like hey baby what's your number <laughs> you know or like yeah Damn, bitch, you a fine ass fucking whore bitch give me your yes. number yes. bitch like that yes. to me is romantic i don't need i don't need a guy touching me all never the time stop to chasing. show me never stop and and you know what i'm sorry but i i this is what i'm talking about you know how you and I are always talking about how sometimes your disadvantages can actually turn into your strengths? How, how, you know what? Say what you will. I am. I am a total, I'm a love addict. I'm going to be a love addict for the rest of my life. But because of it, it never gets stale for me. I open doors. I'm chasing. I, I, I never stop hitting on her. I'm That's never. Great. Well, see, the thing is, that's what bothers me a lot about a lot of guys. They're like, ah, I already seen her naked. You know what? Shame on you. Shame on you. Because th- those are the same guys. You know what I'm talking about. You know these guys uh, out there. They're like, oh, well, you know, I've had it a thousand times already. You know, I already know what it looked like. Oh, you know? That's that's not a guy. That's a piece of shit. Like, Thank I'm, you. I'm Thank that's you. Not it's not. It's not. Like, when you're in a relationship with somebody, when you are committed to one person, Guess what? That's it. That's your person. And if you're going to find yourself in a relationship like that, make sure it's somebody that you can genuinely be excited about. And that's what I mean about perpetuating the magic. That's literally what I was talking about. Because you got to find the magic. You have to seek it out in your relationship. The problem is people start seeking it out elsewhere when they feel their relationship is getting stale. And if you feel like your relationship is getting stale, then you know what? Talk to the person you're with. Vocalize it. It's very, yeah, you know, relationships are very simple. We just complicate shit, you know, and it's totally fine for you to be that guy that's like, eh, you know, it's stale for me. I don't want to. Okay, then it it, it appears to me that you don't want to be in a relationship or you want, you know, we talked about this in, in, in part one, maybe a open relationship is better for you where you have that one person that you always come home to that person that um you have a lot of your things with but you also sexually crave to be you crave nuance like you were saying you crave to be sexually open with other females or, or you know males whatever it doesn't matter but the point is it's like there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with how you are hopelessly romantic and how you show affection how you and your girlfriend show affection to each other there's absolutely nothing wrong with that in fact that's wonderful that you found someone that's compatible with you as far as affection goes you know because 
it's hard to find that. Um, but it's important to vocalize these things. You know, you can't, I'm sorry, like from my experience, I don't think someone who's uh, completely affectionate and craves physical touch is going to be uh, compatible with someone like me. Even though I am a giver, I'm not, it, it's going to come to a point where I can't always say yes, yes. to him touching me every fucking time. Um, and Absolutely. I've been with guys like that. Um, but the important thing is we vocalize this. We're going back to uh, dating. You vocalize this. You're like, hey, how do you feel about PDA? How do you feel about touch? You know, and this is why you go on that first date. You go on a couple of dates with this person and you're completely honest. You're completely open with what you want and what you don't want. There's nothing wrong with that. Just lay it all out on the table. Like uh, the guy that I was dating after my separation from my ex-husband, that's exactly what I did. And, and it was like intentional I laid it out. I think this was like our third date because you you don't want to lay too much out on you know on the first because I think the first meeting should be quick. You know, should be like fifteen minutes to thirty minutes. Just like really? hey, just get to know. I think as far as I'm gonna I'm gonna reference I'm gonna reference uh, internet dating just because that's like ninety percent of what we're doing now. I believe maybe eighty percent, but it's really high. No, up you're there. right. You're really you're so, right about the 90. Yeah, so so I think I'm going to speak to that. So of course someone that you met at a bar or you met through a friend, you're you don't have to have that 15 20 minute thing. What I'm trying to say is if you're meeting someone for the first time face to face, you've never seen them face to face before, and I do mean like it, it, excluding FaceTime because that that includes like that initial. But you need to have that initial uh, uh, 20 minutes, 30 minutes to spend with the person just to feel things out because you need to feel things out, right? Um, so I would consider that a first date. A second date would be like you guys actually spending time together, one, two hours, three hours, whatever the case may be. But it's not until like the third date, third actual date where you can start vocalizing these things with the person like so what are we doing where are we going how is this you know what i mean so yeah. i i think about the third date is when i uh i met with him and i'll never forget it we went to the cheesecake factory and we were having drinks everything was wonderful and he has uh, he has kids i have kids so it was like, it's time to, I've been married for 15 years. So it's it's time to tell him exactly what I want and what I need. I was very explicit with what I needed. Um, I left nothing to the imagination. I was so proud of that moment because I've never done that before. Um, but yeah, I was very like, there is something here. This is what I need from you. And then eventually, you know, that relationship only lasted two years because he didn't follow through with what I needed, which we can get into that in the future. But the point is, is that it, it's very important for people to be themselves. You know what I mean? Like that whole fantasy shit is what I was talking about. If you want the magic, the magic that you're talking about, you can create magic anywhere. 
But if you're not honest with yourself, with what you need, and you're going there and, and disguising as something else, as someone else, like, yeah. it, it's like, what are you get, What are you getting out of that? If it's the person can't see, yeah. It, it, and if it's a lie, if you're going into uh, the dating world and you're meeting someone and you're throwing them lies and you can't follow through with this fantasy quote-unquote fantasy person that that you made up for whatever that's manipulation you know it, it's just it's not fair to the other person but most importantly it's not fair to you it's going to fail and you're never going to get what you want if you're not honest with yourself and you're not honest with the other person if it's just sex that you want lay it out if you want marriage if you want to have kids your parents are important to you if holidays are important to you if exercise is important to you whatever the case may be you need to fucking be honest with the person so that you're not down the road one two years into this relationship and you guys are arguing about fucking how you put the 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 toilet paper on wrong or, or something like so stupid you know what i mean because you you just can express what you wanted from this person and what you needed you know well, what i mean when you don't address the root of the little of, things will right. come out of the woodworks you know uh, i i totally agree with what you said uh as far as the the third date rule i, I you know first you date introduction get to know the person a little bit you know, second date, get to know him a little bit more. Third date, boom, here are all my cards. And I think based on where you were at your life, that was probably the best approach you could have taken. After I got out of my last one, and you you and I had so many conversations throughout that relationship. And then at How the How long end, did that last? My last by the way. my my long my last relationship started in twenty uh 2017 and it, the official end was at the end of 2022 although it limped on into yes it limped on i'm sorry it ended in 2021 and it limped on into 2022 uh and then officially completely ended in 2022 but you know how they say pain will help you grow yeah and yeah. It, i faced it yeah, I thank you for sharing that. Just because, uh, just to give the viewers um, uh, an idea of how long you waited in between. So this current relationship you're in with eight months. Um, so, so sorry I had to interrupt that. But go you're ahead. Fine. What you were what you were saying. So the first, second, third date. After after I got out of that last one, I took the approach that you talked about. You said you took a different approach. You tr you were willing to try something new. Well. I went face first after that. I'm talking like every single interaction, no fear, completely honest. I'm talking first date, every single card on wow. the table. Oh, no, I wasn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. I didn't have any time to waste. And I still don't. Um, I, but I jumped in it. The, the one the, there was a stint after my last relationship that lasted about a month and a half. But it, that first, it, it was, it, it just happened so fast uh, because I knew I didn't have much time left in it where I was and I didn't want to waste time. So I laid it all out from the moment. 
and that it worked. It worked well because I knew where this other person stood and she knew automatically what was happening. There was no deception. There was no, I'm doing, I'm telling you this, but I'm doing that. And we both benefited. It, it was just like that this time around. I, I met my current girlfriend and on the first date, here it is. Everything. I'm talking everything. And the first, one of the first messages I, I sent her on Facebook dating was how real do you want? Because that's one of the things that she stated on her profile. I want real. And I respected that. You know, some people say they want real and then you give them real and they're like, ah. So that was the first question I asked her. How real do you want? And she said, utterly real. And that's Damn. all. No, no. Good. And let me tell you something. That's she perfect. followed through. It wasn't, it wasn't just, she said it. Uh, I started texting with her and then she called and I followed through. I followed through. We, uh, we started having conversations, but the conversations were very open. They were very, uh, this is me. And uh, fortunately, she's, she's one of these people that's real to a fault. You know, she's going to be real whether you like it or not. Um, but it, it, that's not always been the case for me. I've, I've lived the kind of life that I always worried what people thought of me because I didn't have a high opinion of myself. So for me to finally start coming into a, a time in my life where I'm just going to be like, you like it, you like it, you don't, you don't, you know, because I love me. I'm happy with me. So if you don't like me, that's cool. Kick rocks. You know, I hope you have the best life you can have and I'm going to do the same. And doing that with her, uh, it, it snowballed very, very fast because uh, the chemistry was, was instant. We didn't just talk, you know, we, we started texting and then she called. And then from texting, we moved on to video chatting. I mean, fast, very fast. And the chemistry was palpable even via text. So when we finally met, it was, it was one of these things. And it just snowballed. It's been like that. Um, it's funny because everybody's like, wow, you guys are moving kind of fast. You know, where are you going to end up in? And I'm like, well, just because you, you drive zero to 60 in two seconds doesn't mean you're going to keep going all the way to 100. You know, we just, we, we clicked fast and everything moved forward fast. But we definitely got to that point that we were like, okay, this is good. Let's stay mm -hmm. here now and enjoy yeah. this place where we're at. And that's, that's all we've been doing. You know, people are always like, are you going to get married? And I'm like, that's such an ugly question to ask. Uh, you know, everybody assumes that when you're dating somebody, it's going to have to lead to marriage. I don't believe that. You know, I, I hate that, that dating with a purpose stuff. And, you know, when you said that it's gotten worse, I think instant gratification culture has in a lot of ways ruined dating, 100%. you know, because people want to jump to step. They rush. B. Yeah. Yes. It, yes. It's like what happened to A and B? Yeah. Um, so uh, I personally think that's a good thing and that's a bad thing. So yeah. I think that's a good thing because you get all that fantasy shit out of the way. Um, so I think more people are being honest because they are more aware, especially after COVID when people didn't, only thing that we had time for is to go internally um, with ourselves. 
and and it hit hard for a lot of people not only losing people but knowing that at any moment it can be all over and if we don't take initiative and start asking people for what we fucking want no one's going to give it to you i think uh covid uh helped accelerate our self-awareness and seeing what we want and don't want so in a way i think it's good that we jump a and b and go straight to c i think that's what you did with this relationship and i actually not that you like jumped straight in what i'm saying it's like it progressively just just flowed very quickly and it, it, it that's a good thing because you and her immediately got into like this is what we want we both want real she followed through you followed through and this is where you're at now and now you can finally slow down and take things to where however it's taking you because you were able to get what you want and she was able to say what she needed you were able to say what you needed and you got there very quickly um so i think that's good but also it's like uh the instant gratification is like i can see people getting into relationships and they want things so quickly you know they jump in and they're like i want to be married next year and the person is like, wait, we did, <laughs> wait, what, what the fuck? Whoa. Like, wait, where, where did, like, damn, you know? So I think people are losing themselves with wanting things too quickly. Um, there's, again, there's nothing wrong with wanting that, but. It has to be mutual. Marriage, not only does it have to be mutual, the chances of you finding what you want is going to depend on how honest you are in the beginning of of any relationship, right? So you're not going to tell a person, yeah, let, let's see how it goes as far as marriage on the third date. Like, yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> and then like on the, the, the month, uh, the second month, you're like, I want to get married a year from now. I see myself having kids a year from now. Like, how realistic is that? You know, it's like you see you it all the time. No, I understand. But what I'm saying is you can't tell a person in the beginning of any dating situation that you have with someone, you can't be like, yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes. And then all of a sudden, two months from now, you're like, yeah, so I, I think I want to get married and, you know, and have kids by uh, in a couple of years. Like, it's so you, you can't no it's not um so it progresses just like your relationship is and and now from what it appears to me it's it's slowed down and you're just living in the moment in the presence and you both are enjoying that right now i think that's wonderful and and fuck people who are pressuring you to change your relationship to society standards of what they fucking believe in what a relationship should be you know what oh, i mean no, especially I'm done with that yeah it, it's bullshit and 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 tell people that too like no i i don't want to answer that question i don't want to deal with that um uh and yeah like like you were saying you went recently you went to a wedding and that's some of the pressures that you were worried about facing in that um and and you've handled it very well yeah i i think as far as relationships go 
be brutally honest in the beginning of what the fuck you want because the only person that's going to be hurt in the end is you because you're never going to get what you want not only are you leading this person on lying about who you are and what you want or just telling them what they want to hear you know wasting this person's fucking time yeah it, it's in the end nobody gets what they want so what what like so many fucking people in the world that that want to get married tomorrow and are ready to have kids you know what i mean but there's so many people that just want it to be a sexual thing so it, there's no reason to not be honest everybody's um, different and and so far what you and i i feel like i've been forming a list you know, because I, I want our listeners to, to a certain extent, there's, there's people out there who are like, how do I do this? How do I navigate this? I guess based on what you and I have gathered up to this point, number one, be honest with yourself. Have that conversation with yourself. Is that a good one? Number one, before you even open the app, before you even create the profile, before you even, uh, you know, get dressed and uh, ready to do hood rat things. Make sure that's what you want. Make sure you want to do hood rat things, you know, because sure you might end up at the party and be like, you know what? I'm not really feeling hood rat after all. And then all of a sudden you got all these, all these dudes out there or all these people out there who are like just itching for your hood ratness to come on before you know mm -hmm. it. You didn't really want to be a hood rat that night. So the yes. number one, have a conversation with yourself. Figure out what you really, really, really want, what you really, really, really need. And I think number two is be honest with the set, with the other person, right? Because what's the worst that can happen? They say, I'm not ready for that, or I don't want that. People and feel rejection, you, though. But that's what I mean. Like, at the end of the day, you find this wonderful person. She's fucking hot. He's fucking hot. And you have chemistry. You have all these things. But they want to get married and you don't why the fuck are you going to tell them eh, maybe you know let's see how it goes why why would you do that to yourself you, you know how you about really you tell them <laughs> no i will answer it myself how about you tell them we have chemistry uh i think you're fucking gorgeous i think let's fuck around and find out yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, but but see, that's you're being honest. That's that's the whole point. Like leading someone on and telling them what they want to hear is fucking manipulation. And we need to stop that fucking shit. You could deal with your own shit, but don't uh, come on, bro. There's so many people out there. There's no reason not to be brutally honest with yourself and with what you want and whatever relationship you want to be in or situationship or whatever. It, it doesn't make sense to lie. And you're right in that sense. You know what? I skipped over. I think step two should be. Be so once you're honest with yourself, be selective about what you're looking for and and don't settle. Follow your instincts in that sense. When you see something that you know it's not what you want, don't, don't second guess yourself and oh, let me give it a try after all. No, you no, know, because it's, it, it's going want. to fail. It is going to fail. I can say that a hundred percent. If step one, being honest with yourself, right? It, it, it's like 
Um, something that I've learned. So all these things that I'm talking about, by the way, episode one, episode two, all the episodes that we've put out, everything that I'm saying now is what I believe in now and the tools that I'm using now, the person that I am now, does not mean that I didn't do all these mistakes. I didn't have to go through all these things to get to where I am right now, but um, I'm definitely nowhere near perfect. But um these are just experiences that I've had and I've learned to use these new tools from past experiences to get to where I want to be. Um, but anyway, what, what we were just talking about being honest. No, I, it's, it's true. It's true. You, you can't, you can't get to where you want to be if you're not mm -hmm. certain of what it is that you are looking for, you right. know, you, you got to have a destination before you set out. You know, I'm right, not saying exactly. you can't wander endlessly and say, well, I'm not sure what I want. I'm just going to kind of get okay. out there and see what I find. So do that. So that that's completely fine. You can do that. So as long as you tell the person that and you're honest with yourself, they can decide at that point if they want to go with the flow or if they, you know, want to be in your little circle of not knowingness what the fuck you you want you know what i mean but don't leading a person on you know saying like yeah i'm looking for a relationship and then this person is like all right let's go that's what i want too you know and then end up a couple don't you of weeks have the right to change your mind oh of course you do but you can't what i'm saying is you can't I, i'm very just continue to be uh, honest at that point if you change your mind somewhere then you in there, be honest hey. yeah so honesty is the best policy after all? Is that what we're, we're... Yeah, honesty is the best, but, you know, and, and it's going, it, it doesn't mean that it's not going to get some backlash from the other person, which, let me tell you, the last two people I dated a couple of years ago, wow, I can't believe it's already been a couple of years, they did not appreciate how I ended things. I mean, and, come on, and, Who, who's going to be like, well, thank you for being nice about that. Nobody likes, nobody wants to get dumped. Well, it's not really dumping if you're like dating, dating, but you know, we were like a month in, but, but yeah, it, I changed my mind. I was mm -hmm. like, you know what, maybe this isn't going to work out. Um, and maybe I don't know what I want. That's basically how I ended, um, the, the two situationships. Um, Situationship. And I think it was, yeah, situation. I've never heard that term before. Situationship. What? No, I'm serious. I've well, never heard that. Well, that's awesome. You're learning new things. Uh, yeah, situationships. Situationships is not a relationship. It's just a situation that you're in. Yeah. <laughs> so no, no, me, no. I, I get like, it. I get it because you're you may be having sex, but you're not in a relationship. I get that. You're in right. that in between. Exactly. It's an in-between. You don't know where it's there's going. No def there's no definition yet. No definition at all. Um, so yeah, it, it, it. I changed my mind. I was like, yeah, I'm ready for a relationship. I'm ready to see how this goes. And then I finally decided, you know what? This isn't going to go nowhere. I'm not feeling it. I can't do this. Um, so I think it's kind of shitty of me for saying that. And they weren't really receptive to it. Um, one person in particular was really not happy um, with it because they were kind of insisting on 
at least being a friendship type thing. Wow. And I was like, it's not, I, I just don't see the point, you know? And honestly, that's, that's the reason it's so important to not jump steps. You know, you have exactly. to get to know a person. And the only way you get to know a person, honestly, is by spending time with them. That's why I've exactly. never understood how people are like, oh, well, we've been together a couple of weeks, but, you know, I want this. And it's like, well, don't you need to spend more time with that person to know if that's what you really want? You know, I've the the whole conventional um, people shouldn't live together until they're married. It sounds insane, insane to me that somebody would get married without living with a person, without actually knowing what they're like in the morning, in the or, noon, uh, and in the night. It's completely fine, but it's so laughable. It's so ridiculous. Like, how do you expect? for anything to progress how can you be a hundred percent about a person because yeah we're talking about marriage here so to seal the deal or, or to live with them even if it's not marriage how are you going to seal the deal without knowing how they are in all aspects of who they are in in a for me it's a vacation you know it, it's kissing number one because kissing okay. is very important to me. And then like the second thing for me is vacation. Because that's how, if you're not living with the person, that's a good way of discovering who they are. Because you're in the same room, you, 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 the morning routine, the, the late night routine, the eating together out at a location, the planning of of things together so like a vacation i think is the most perfect way of discovering um it's a good test run it, it, yes so even if you don't live with this person even if you decide you're never going to live with this person it, it's really uh, telling just to be that because that can reveal so many things you know you might it be has. compatible with everything but how they unpack their clothes or even if they pack their clothes might fucking irk you to the point where you're like i can't i can't this is i'm sorry <laughs> i can't or how like but that's what i'm talking about even like little things like that i think a vacation is a perfect way to know what's 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 the deal with the person that's 100 percent correct i'm sorry that uh, you're you know what i've never thought about it but now that you're saying it out loud I recall in in my past uh, relationship how the first vacation that I went in on with that person, because for, for all our faults as a couple, we were very, very compatible in a lot of ways. Um, but I specifically remember getting to the hotel and the fact that one of the first things they wanted to do was put their stuff away. As soon as they got to the hotel, they want to put everything in the drawers, put everything away so that later on, after we stepped out, after we did everything what we needed to do, when we got back, that was one less thing to worry about. We could actually come into the room and relax. And, and at the moment, it didn't. I was just like, oh, that's a, that's a great little coincidence. But now I look back and I'm like, oh, that's actually a vital 
you want to know that that's a compatibility you have because once you actually live with a person, that's probably another trend that you are going to see. Are they messy? That, exactly. It, it's, it, it goes on a vacation shows all the trends of how this person is. Sneak if peek. they sleep, it, yes. If they sleep with the light on, if they sleep with the TV on, if they sleep in the cold, if they sleep in the nude, how they brush their teeth. Like I said, the morning routine is how they are when they shower, whatever. They're um, fucking asleep. I mean, I mean, if you're bothered by that, then it can be. Depends what they're saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? It depends what they're saying. Right. They're talking right. shit so, about you in their sleep. That's going to be a bad thing. That's going right. to be real bad. Exactly. But, but yeah, completely. Um, I remember uh, in you know, my last relationship, and I'll never forget this. I keep referencing this a lot because not only were there a lot of incompatibility flags uh, with the last relationship, and he's like, he's an amazing guy. He's a really great guy, but we were just completely incompatible. But uh, we went on our first vacation and his ex continued to call him at like five o'clock in the morning. We were we were doing stuff um, oh you gotta be kidding me and he answered the phone and oh. i i was like what can possibly be so important i didn't vocally say that um this was our first vacation but not only did he answer the phone and stop doing whatever he was doing with me but he answered the phone and continued to have a conversation with his ex. And it was about what size shoe uh, their son <laughs> needed for whatever moment. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, like I will say uh, this person was BPD, clearly. Um, she knew that we were on vacation. The reason why I know that is because she would constantly call and see, check up on how we were doing. Um, and wow. in instead of being angry with him and vocalizing, hey, this is very uncomfortable for me. I just, I have this high standard for other people um, and for the partner that I'm in where I, I just assume they're they're just like me. I assume that they're psychic and they're mind readers and I don't have to tell them. I shouldn't have to tell him, hey, don't answer the phone while we're doing things. You know, you would think that's common sense, but, <laughs> you know, with 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 someone who like him, who has uh, undiagnosed ADHD, which I later found out, he might not be very uh, in tune with himself and his behaviors and how that how much that affected me and of course i with my own issues i not only was i not vocal about how uncomfortable that was at the moment it was happening but i felt like well you know she's the mother of his uh, of their kids and maybe maybe i'm just taking it the wrong way you know but that's just me that my wow. personality is to internalize everything but it doesn't matter so the point is what I, I want to point out is how important it is for you to be honest and a vacation was definitely very telling especially that vacation there were so many red flags um specifically pointed uh had a lot to do with his ex 
uh, so many red flags, and, and, and it, it, it and it got worse um, to the point where there was even one point where we were getting ready to go out, and she was willing to drive from Tampa to Orlando to hang out with us on our first vacation. Uh, yeah. Wow! Wow! No, I'm sorry. No way. Yeah. No, I. Yeah. Uh, and see, and that that's when I when I hear that the first thing I think about is how far you've come. Yes. When I hear that, it doesn't sound like you. It doesn't. But I will tell you this, though, um, because he was the relationship right after my uh, abusive ex-husband, even that progress from that time frame was, was very huge. Because I came from one that I didn't say anything to one where I did feel and I allowed myself to feel, but I wasn't very reactive in the moment. But I will tell you, during that moment when I was getting ready and he was having this conversation with her about her coming down and the possibility of the way he looked at me, where he like that was like, oh, that's not good. Um, I immediately, I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That, that was, uh, the straw that broke the camel's back for me. That was like, what, like, what, like, how do you have the audacity to ask something like that? Um, but yeah, I was like shaking my head while he was on the phone with her. I was like, absolutely not. And and I need wow. her to hear this. Like, you don't, you don't do that. She's now she's becoming ridiculous this is becoming ridiculous and for him to allow her to go that far and answering her phone calls like it's really gross um, it sounds like conditioning to be honest with you it does because uh, she was abusive towards him so it was like it, it, it's a cycle um but the point is is like i didn't allow it it's just I I should have immediately when she started calling and when I saw the red flag I should have immediately been like I'm uncomfortable with this, you know what I mean? Um, and that doesn't come as second nature to me, or it didn't before. I don't know now just because I've been single for three years. Um, I haven't been able to really test. Uh, I disagree. The tools I think you I have learned. great boundaries. I have seen. I have seen you. Oh, I have heard you. No, 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 no. I have heard you vocalize. You know, I've heard you tell me you specifically told someone you were talking to that you needed something from them. I, I, I cannot stress how important it is. You said something a little while ago that that kind of hit home. You said, I expect everyone to be like me to know exactly mm -hmm what I need. And it, and it took me down, it took me back to, I was reading, uh, I believe it was Braving the Wilderness by Brene Brown. And she talked about an experience that she was having with her husband. And it was her first birthday after they got married. And she basically was waiting because in her family, they did birthdays big. They did birthdays big and her birthday came and he didn't do anything big. And she was totally disappointed. So when she goes to her therapist and is like, Hey, I was disappointed by this. And her therapist tells her, well, did you explain to him that in your family you did things this way and that you had your own expectations of what it should be? And I love the way that she responded. She was like, what? Tell yeah. him what I need? You are fired. You know, <laughs> she jokingly said that in her head, you know, because 
at that point, it caused her to take ownership for not expressing to him yes. what it is that she needed. She expected him. And, and if you do it from, from the very beginning, if you do it from Jump Street, when you meet a person, you start that habit from the very beginning and you build that foundation. Um, I think that's probably one of the, been the biggest strengths in my current relationship, because as much as I'd like to tell you that it's perfect, that <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm afraid not. That's not the case. But we are. We are very, very vocal about what's needed. Um, and I think a big part of that, you know how you say you're invested in a person's happiness when you're in a relationship? Yeah. That's going to make them feel more comfortable to talk to you because they know you're invested in their happiness. Yes. It's, it's important. I'm invested in their happiness for them. And, and I actually want to read something that I wrote um, because I, I do take notes and I'm not going to edit this out because this is important. Um, I take notes when I am, uh, when I finish an episode because I, I'm the one that edits the episodes because, uh, you know, I, I have a little bit of OCD and I am a perfectionist. So, <laughs> Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm the one that has total control of that. Um, but, uh, nonetheless, when I'm editing, I, I see things that I want to say. So I, I thought that I would, uh, briefly address that because that goes into what uh, I'm saying. So what I wrote was, why am I single? Because the older I get, the more I realize that my bar is set extremely high for my partners because of the standard and expectations I have for myself are so high that I feel that I require a lot of honesty, vulnerability, and directness, that deep soul connection shit. And I don't think just anyone out there has the capacity to provide that for me. And I'm not saying like it's a flex, that my standards are astronomically high is just an awareness that I have with myself that anything below of what I expect for my partner, I'm not entitled to that. And I also believe no one should have to strive to attend that level of rawness that I need from them. I think it's unfair to ask um, a person to be so extremely raw with me i can ask for that but i think it's unfair to expect a person to be like that because if they're not honest with themselves like we were saying they're not going to have that level of honesty like i have with myself because i've been there with me i've been through what it feels like to not be honest what it feels like to spend the 15 years in an abusive relationship caged in use the word caged um in a couple of episodes ago that's exactly what it was to me so to finally open the doors of that cage and be free there is no space for me not to be honest with myself i am completely honest and completely raw with myself so the level of uh honesty that i need from a partner I don't think that's fair to ask them to have that. And this is why in the last two situationships that I was in a couple of years ago that only lasted a couple of months or a couple of weeks, I didn't see that with them. I felt like they had their own thing. So I had to let them go because it was then that I realized that I am a very special person and what I can give to a person is not just found in the cookie cutter relationship because I'm oh, not no. cookie cutter. 
you know. Um, you level... cookie cutter? We're not going to touch that. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. The level the level in which I provide for a partner is very special. And so I require the same kind of attentiveness. I wouldn't say attention, but I would say attentiveness to be You want present. your energy matched. I want that energy to be matched. Um, and unfortunately, I found out after many years, and I will end this with by saying that I was in love three times, um, and I'm, I currently am still in love. It's really provided me everything that I needed to look at myself and look at what I need. So the reason why I'm still single is because I finally come to the realization that my bar for a person is so fucking high because I am a perfectionist and I need them to, um, uh, what did you say a couple of minutes match ago? Match energy? To match my energy, to match that rawness. And I don't think, but just pause for a second because I already know your reaction, but I, I've come to the realization that I've accepted that I don't think that exists because it doesn't exist for me, right? So in a perfectionist mind, I never reached that level of like just content. It's like it, it can always be better. And I've mentioned this on the first episode at my job, how I'm like, it can always be better. So because I am like that with me, I don't think there is another human being out there. Um, and I'm just being really honest. I really don't think that there's another person that's going to match that level of honesty with themselves that I need from the person. You know what I, I mean? I understand. Um, but and you have yeah, every reason I, to believe that. You really do. Based on everything that you've lived and all the experiences that you've had, your hypothesis it, hypothesis is... It's not even a hypothesis. It, it's just me being brutally, brutally honest with myself. And I think that's wonderful that I finally figured out, like, if I can't even reach that point with myself, why am I asking that from someone else? You know what I mean? I, I don't I don't think it's fair to them. Not only have I, I I've gotten to the awareness that I don't think it's fair to ask that uh, from someone else, but it took me a long time. And the, the first love was like the puppy love, the whole fantasy romantic and all that shit. And then go into my marriage, which I was completely in love with him, but it was very possessive. And I'm saying just with me personally, I was very abused. I was very fragile. I was very vulnerable. I had a lot of fear. It, it was just everything that you can imagine for me. That was very much my experience. But I did nonetheless, I did love him. And I've learned a lot after coming out of that. But when I finally fell in love again, after all of that, um, this love was very slow, very gentle. It started with this beautiful friendship and remained this beautiful friendship. This person was put in my life to bring me back to myself. 
um, to bring me to this awareness that I have. This kind of love was, it was like doors and it welcomed me home back to myself. It was like a welcome home. It, it's very beautiful. I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional. No, you know what? I'm not sorry, I'm getting emotional. It's just because Thank it's, you. it's such a beautiful love story of coming back to myself and realizing that <clears throat> if I can't give myself, if, if my standards for myself are so astronomically high, there's no possible way I can ask that from someone else. It's unfair to ask that from someone else. Um, so I think being single is the way to go for me, um, especially right now. But uh, yeah, what, what do you, uh, I, I, I can see. I understand what you're saying. So much that you have so much to say. What is it? Well, it, it's, it's because I've wrestled with what you're talking about. I get about, about you not wanting to hold people to your standard because of how truly unique, how truly giving, how truly considerate, how truly deep, you know, your capacity to love is, you know, for you to, to, to demand that of another person is to set them up for failure. And I get that. I fully understand that. But, and, and I wrestled with this previously because for the longest time I was taught and I was told you have to love without expectation. When you give love, it has to be freely. But the truth is when you're in a relationship, you have to have expectations. You have to make the person not, and see, and I think what the way you said it, your approach is is maybe a little off and when i say when you're like i can't demand that nobody's saying demand but you at the very least need to communicate to the person what it is that you need what it is that you want what it is that you're looking for i'm not saying they're going to be able to need it but the only way you're going to be able to know if a person is capable of doing it is by making them aware of what it is in the first place you know you, by you making them aware of that they're automatically going to tell you or show you if they can or they can't. So it doesn't make you a bad person for making them aware of it. You're not saying, hey, it's this or kick rocks. You're just saying, hey, this is who I am. This is how I love. This is what I want. This is what I need. You're not saying do it or I'm going to kick your ass. You're just saying, this is, this is me. This is my journey. You can't Absolutely. know if that magic exists unless you are openly sharing and expressing what you need that magic to look like. To, that's that's that beautiful. That's perfect. Yes. And, and you know what? In telling them holds its own magic. And by you communicating what you need, you may already be inadvertently telling this person, you're my person. You know what I mean? It's like the whole color purple thing. You're like, ah, colorful, you know, and all of a sudden they're like, purple's your favorite color? Oh, my yeah. goodness. And they have this purple tattoo on their chest. Wow. Yeah, see, see, for me nowadays, at the age that I am now, I, I know we have to wrap things up, but someone telling me that their favorite color is my favorite color is as cringy as seeing two people fucking having PDA at sense. the grocery store. It, no, no, it's oh, like, come on, come on. You're driving in the car with this person, 
And guess what? You just figured out that you guys like the same music. That's cringy. Eh. No, no, no. I don't mean like the same music. I mean like one person being like, oh my God, you like it too? Oh my God, that means we should be together forever. Why does I it don't have believe to be that. all that? Why does it have to be all that? Why, why can't it just be you're excited about the person that you just met and the fact that you have something in common with them makes you more excited? Yeah, There's nothing but, wrong but with the excitement. What I'm, what I'm, what I'm, nothing wrong with the excitement. I, I think I, I love that, by the way. I, I love having stuff in common with best friend thing that I seek. But um, uh, the point is that I think it, it, this whole fantasy of like, we're meant to be together forever. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, that to me is like, no, motherfucker, maybe a lot of people like the color purple, maybe a lot of people, a favorite movie is, is the exorcist, maybe a lot of people want a cabin in the woods. And now I'm just going down the line of everything that no, I like. I'm... But but that's, <laughs> but that's, but, but that's the point I'm trying to make here. It's like, it doesn't have to be nothing means nothing means anything you know how many things i had in common with someone and then ended up not working out like it oh doesn't mean shit you know what i figured out about that one about the coincidences all they do is tell you you're supposed to be there in that, that moment. moment yes that's it that's yeah. it it's not forever it's just that so to wrap it up correct me if i'm wrong be honest with yourself number one Look at their actions and number three. Yes, manage your actions. It's very, be, uh, oh my God, what's the word? Um, not only be consistent in what you want, but be direct in what you want and be honest with yourself. Communicate. But, but, yeah, communicate because we're always changing uh, likes, preferences. They're always changing. You can want to be married today, but tomorrow that changes. Express that. You know, Absolutely. it's all about living moment to moment. And I think your takeaway from this year, my takeaway from this year is it, it's both aligned with being present and just taking it day by day, second by second. Second by I think second. That's, that's perfect. That's important. And you know what? I think this is a good place. Uh, what do you got? What do you what do you want to wrap up with? I have nothing. I'll wrap it up with that is dating part two, and we'll see you on the next one. <laughs> you guys take care. Bye. Right. Bye.